0: Amen. Great thing about serving the Lord is He gives you that life, that spirit. We're going to talk a little bit about it today. Acts 13, 42. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Verse 43. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. I love the way that scripture says that Paul and Barnabas persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. They acknowledge that the Jews did have a walk with God. We have to be careful that we don't acknowledge that people have walk with God though they may not have the fullness of the truth yet. They acknowledged them. They didn't say, you know, all you guys are a bunch of sinners, you're going to split hell wide open. Persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. You're faithful to the law, but God's got something greater for you. Persuaded them. This was to the Jews and the religious proselytes. Look at verse 44. Here's the result. And the next Sabbath day, came almost the whole city together to hear the Word of God. I mean, the Jews, the Gentiles, everybody. Oh, this is my dream, folks. One day all of Palm Bay is going to come together to hear the Word of God. In the name of Jesus. I want to speak uh, this morning, the next few moments in your hearing on this subject, apostolic influencers, apostolic influencers. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, we come before you once again. What a great God you are. Thank you, Lord, for already allowing us to come into heavenly places and feel your presence and know that you are here to do a great work, anoint hearts and minds to receive your word. Let it fall on good ground, anoint our lips to speak without fear or favor. Let us be changed from the inside out. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for standing. I had a conversation uh, a few days ago with some friends that are uh, from another country, and um, they're very accomplished uh, people. They came here to uh, go to Florida Tech, and they're very accomplished in their fields. We were discussing how educated uh, this particular country is that they're from and how many doctors and and engineers come from this country. And I asked a question to my friends. I said, do, do the kids grow up in your country and just want to be uh, doctors and engineers? Or is, is this something that is uh, emphasized? And uh, they said, "No. Oh, you know, at a young age, you know, you, you, you aspire to a higher education. And traditionally, it was a lot of emphasis on medicine and on technology, engineers doctors but now and they made this statement and I haven't been able to get away from it they said now they want to be influencers and I said really they want to be influencers they said oh yeah that's the that's the thing that everybody is focused on now it's not necessarily to go to medical school or go to engineering school but to be an influencer More than anything, the young people of this particular developed nation that we were talking about desire to be influencers. And it's not just that country. It's this country and it's most first world countries. Why is that? Well, we know this is the generation of YouTube. It's the generation of social media and followers. We judge people based on how many followers they have on Twitter, how many followers they have on Instagram. It all boils down to influence. You have an opinion or you want to make a statement how much influence do you have how much traction do you get on your posts it is an entire science to increase your digital presence if you have enough followers you can make a living by just cultivating this influence and directing people to certain products it's all about influence and so now This emerging market is rivaling traditional higher education on a worldwide scale. And yet this focus on being an influencer in the 21st century is not anything new. The apostles and especially Paul and even Peter were the ultimate influencers. And yet they did not have the Internet. They did not have social media and digital followers. And yet they had something, something that still today is needed to be an effective influencer. In preparation for this message this morning, I was reading an article out of Forbes magazine on the 25 necessary traits to be an influencer. And I won't, for the sake of time, go into all 25 of them. But I do want to lift at least three that I read in that list of what the world says is needed to be an effective influencer. Because I believe that God is raising up a generation of apostolic influencers. Three things that I want to focus on today that are of particular interest to me is... Three things that I see a parallel in the scripture because I see that this is what God put in his apostles. This is what Peter and Paul had. And the Bible said these are men that turned the world upside down. They influenced their world and they influenced it in such a way that the world has never been the same. The first thing that we point to that you have to have If you're going to be an influencer, is that you have to be persuaded. I said you have to be persuaded. If you're not persuaded into what you're selling, it's not going to have any influence on anybody else. You've got to be persuaded. You've got to be convinced. You've got to be sure. You've got to be sold. And if you are convinced then it becomes a conviction. And a conviction can influence others. And I believe that as God is calling all of us as apostolics to be influencers, He's calling us to change the environment that we are in. He didn't fill us with this power called the Holy Ghost. He didn't give us the revelation of the name of Jesus for us to just be vanilla and status quo. And not change or affect anything around us. He gave us the same thing that he gave his apostles.
1: And it was power to make a difference. I rise today on this Sunday morning to declare to the Eastwind community. That God has filled us with his spirit to be influencers in this world.
0: You're either going to be influenced or you're going to influence others. The Bible said that we are the salt of the earth. One thing we know about salt, it changes its environment. It changes the taste of the food it touches. The food doesn't change the taste of the salt. The salt changes the taste of the food. He said you're to be the salt of the earth. When you put salt on the eggs, the eggs start to taste more like salt. The salt doesn't start to taste like eggs. You and I should change our environment. You ought to change the environment of the school you're in. You ought to change the environment of the job that you work. You ought to change the environment of your family get-togethers. You say, well, pastor, I'm afraid I'll be criticized unless I go along with what everybody's doing. And you can mark it down. You'll never be an influencer. But if you want to make a difference in this world, you've got to be convinced, I have got the answer for what everybody needs. Everybody needs salvation. And Jesus Christ is the answer for the ills of society. Jesus Christ is the answer for a broken home. Jesus Christ is the answer. For a family that's torn up because of addiction to sin. Jesus Christ is the answer.
1: And if you and I are persuaded. We won't be able to keep it to ourselves. We got to tell everybody. We come in contact with we got to tell everybody, rather than just wait and be influenced by whatever the culture is saying or, or whatever wind of doctrine blows by. No, you said, I know who I am. I know that I know I am a child of God. I've been bought by His blood, sanctified by His Spirit. I'm walking according to the principles of His Word. That's what changes
0: others. If you look at the life of Paul, it can all be summarized in just one little, not even a whole sentence. It's just part of a sentence from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 11. Of course, we know this epistle he's writing to the church in Corinth. And he says this, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. You can say what you want to about Paul, but you can wrap up his life in that one word. He's a persuader of men. He was a doctor of the law. He was educated. He'd been through all kinds of things. He had great accomplishments. But when it was all said and done, he said, because we know. See, if you don't know. I said, if you don't know. Some people spend their whole life wondering. Sometimes you've got to get to a point that you know that you know that you know. That's when you start making a difference in people's lives around you. He said, I know the terror of the Lord, so I'm persuading men. He's saying, I'm not wondering whether or not there's an actual hell. All the enemy wants to do is put questions in your mind so that you become non-effective. Because if you spend your whole life wondering, is that necessary for salvation? Do I have to live that way? Is there really a hell? Do this blah, 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 blah. Is there really God? Is it a figment of my imagination? Blah, blah, If you spend your whole life wondering, 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 it's going to take every bit of your energy for just you to be safe. But when you get up every day and say, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And I know there's one God, and his name is Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not getting up every day trying to figure
1: out how to get to heaven. I know how to get to heaven. I know I gotta repent of my sins. I, I gotta be baptized in the name of Jesus. I gotta be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I know that, I know that I know. Woo! Once you know it, you're going to persuade others. You're going to influence others. I'm calling on this generation. You've got to get a tenacity and a determination that I am going to be saved. And I'm going to take somebody with
0: me. Somebody with me. Two by two. Get connected with somebody. If you're single, don't marry somebody that's half carnal you got to get linked with somebody that's more spiritual than you are. Get linked with somebody that loves God more than you do. Get linked with somebody that you don't have to wonder, are they going to be in the altar or are they out back talking? I'm going to marry somebody that's in the altar. I'm going to marry somebody that's teaching a Bible study. Come on, I'm going to tell you who you marry. You don't marry the one that's got a fake picture of themselves on Instagram with 24 different filters making them look like they're flawless. That's not reality. I'm going to tell you what reality is. Reality
1: is getting linked up with somebody to say together we can make a difference. Come on, generation of apostolics. You can be a world changer if you link up with somebody.
0: Whoa! I got to hurry. I got a good sermon here to get to Acts chapter eighteen and verse four, describing Paul, and he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath, and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. He persuaded others, and the reason that he could persuade others is because he was persuaded himself. So let's read some of his own words: Acts eight thirty-eight. For I am persuaded. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Why are you persuaded of that, Paul? Because he'd been through most of it. (laughs) I've been through death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, height, depth. He'd been in the depth of the sea. He'd been in everything you could imagine. But he said, guess what? I'm still here. So I'm persuaded, I didn't read this in a book, I didn't get this in seminary school, I got this in
1: the school of hard knocks called life, and I've learned that nothing can separate me from the love of God, it doesn't matter what the devil throws at you, you've got to get a determination, I'm still going to serve God, nothing's going to persuade me of anything else.
0: 2 Timothy 1.12, he's writing to his protege Timothy. He said this, For the which cause I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have believed. I I have believed. You got to know in whom you believe. You got to have a relationship in whom you believe. You, you, you can't piggyback on this thing. You can't live by your parents' salvation. You can't live by your spouse's salvation. You've got to get this in your spirit for yourself. I know Him.
1: That's why the enemy is going to fight you in your prayer life. Because he knows that if you can know Him through having a prayer life, if you can know Him through having a walk with God, through His Word, nothing can separate you. You said, I know whom I have believed. I got a relationship with him
0: and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against this day. That didn't mean everything's going to go smooth in life, but I'm persuaded he can keep me. He can keep me when my spouse is battling cancer. He can keep me when I've lost my job. He can keep me when my kids are on drugs. He, oh, I'm preaching to somebody that said I'm persuaded. And God's going to see me through
1: every situation I'm not just living for God When everything's going right No, I've got up today I didn't have to put my finger in the air And figure out which way the political winds were going to blow I know that I know My redeemer My redeemer liveth I look to the right and the left and I can't find Him. I go forward and I can't find Him. But He knows the way that I take. And
0: when I am tried. Job said, I'm going to come forth as gold. He didn't live his life wondering. He was persuaded. And because he was persuaded, he was an influencer. God is raising up. A generation of apostolic influencers that are not just wondering if God is real or not. Wondering if they're going to be in church next week or not. Settled some things. I'm persuaded. My identity is not in the opinion of my friends. My identity is not in the opinion of culture. I'm trying to please God, not man. I'm not going to get up every day and and wonder what I should believe. No, this is a generation that knows what they believe. And because of that, they're going to turn the world upside down because they're apostolic influencers. The apostolics. They were based on the doctrine of the apostles. You say, well, Pastor, what is an apostolic? An apostolic is a person that believes the apostle's doctrine that we get from the book of Acts. I'm not here today to try to present to you several different opinions and ideas for your careful consideration as to what it takes to be saved. I'm here today to declare to you that there's one name under heaven whereby we must be saved. And his name is Jesus Christ. I don't want to be offensive to other religions, but you can rub Buddha's belly until it's flat.
1: And you're not going to get to heaven that way. you got to get down on your knees and say, Lord, I recognize you're my Savior, like Paul did. There is no other way. There is no other path. There is no other God. There is no other name. There's only one God, and His name is Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, uh, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Oh, I feel it rising in this
0: place today. swaying and I'm persuaded.
1: Persuaded. Persuaded. I got a made-up mind.
0: Somebody in this building is going to set their spine like a steel rod and make up their mind have a follower of Jesus Christ. Regardless of what anybody says. If You're persuaded. You can be an influencer. The second thing is... You're persuaded you can have passion. It's the people with passion that influence the world. You don't have any passion. You choose to be a cemetery plot with a face, that's up to you. This is what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to make your faith experience be something so placid. That you want to just sit and intellectualize. Determine whether or not you're going to receive that and believe that. Paul tried to be that to the Athenians. Mars Hill, Acts 17. When he got a chance to speak to those Epicureans and the Stoics and the philosophers of the day. He had an incredible message. i come to tell you about the unknown God. The Bible said there were some that believed. But after that he he made his way down to Corinth. That was a a long journey on foot. But as he got down to Corinth, he made up in his mind, because you can read about it in Corinthians. He said, I'm not coming to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but I'm coming to you in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Oh, my friend you got to make up in your mind. It's not my own intellect that's going to help anybody. It's going to be because I introduce them to Jesus Christ. And the power of the Holy Ghost... Oh, don't buy into this enemy's philosophy uh, that you can just come to church uh, and sit like a little mouse in the corner and never lift your hands uh, and never lift your voice. Uh, oh, my friend, it's when you've got passion. I said, it's when you got passion. I'm not going to sit on the sidelines.
1: I'm going to get in the middle of what God is doing, and I'm going to say, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. They're not gonna outpassion me at the Super Bowl. They're not gonna outpassion me at the Oscars nomination. No, there's nothing in this world that gets me more excited than the preaching of the Word of God. So I'm gonna say Amen. I'm gonna shout Hallelujah. I'm gonna dance in the Spirit because I got passion. Jesus, Jesus. 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 I call on these Eastwood. It's time to get passionate about our God. We're living in the last days. We're living in the time of a generation that God is going to come back for His church.
0: Now's not the time. Put your energy in worldly things. Put your energy in the things of God. You'll influence your job. You'll influence your family. You'll influence your friends. In Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost was poured out, was the conviction of the message that Peter preached that brought 3,000 people to the faith. Peter did not present some intellectual lecture that offered a variety of Different opinions and viewpoints. No, he was without equivocation. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly, I want you to be sure of this God hath made this same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. You thought you were more powerful because you could put that body on a cross and nail his hands and convince the Romans. But he said, I got news for you. That same Jesus is both Lord and Christ. He's higher than your rejection of him. He's higher than your impression of him. I would to declare to this great nation that God has blessed America not because of our intellect, Not because we have the natural borders of two oceans. We are blessed because we were founded on Judeo-Christian values. We wouldn't even assemble together in a parliament building in Philadelphia until they had prayed. But now we've rejected him. We want him out of our schools. We
1: want him out of our jobs. We want him out of the courthouse. We want him out of the walls of Congress. I've come to tell you, he doesn't matter whether you reject him or not, he's still Lord. I said he's still Lord, and one day every knee's gonna bow, and every tongue's gonna confess.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. After Peter declared this, it was the very next verse that they said, What must we do to be saved? And Peter said in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, You gotta repent of your sins. Be baptized in the name of Jesus and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. My friend, it's still the same plan of salvation today, more than 2,000 years later. you got to repent of your sins. Be baptized in the name of Jesus. Be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's still the same message of salvation. I said it's still the same message of salvation. Oh, pastor, we've heard it all. I hope we don't ever lose our passion. For what it takes to be saved. hero oh is Israel, the Lord our God is one. you got to understand what that means. He was God manifest in the flesh. Jesus Christ. He was the essence and all the attributes of God. In
1: mankind the fullness of the God dwelt in Him bodily so that when you're baptized in the name of Jesus you're taking on the authority of every attribute of God. When you're baptized in the name of Jesus you come up out of that water a new creature in Christ Jesus. There is no other name. There is no other way.
0: There is no other debate. And as soon as the apostles were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were entering the temple with boldness. Acts chapter three. They told the lame man at the gate in Acts three, We don't have money. I know that's what you're wanting. But what we do have, we're going to give to you. <laughs> what did they have? Did they have the power to heal? No. Only God has the power to heal but they had a boldness they had a persuasion they had a confidence they had a passion and it was rooted in faith oh my friend you can't get to faith unless you get a made up mind you have to be convinced to operate in faith you can't say I'm operating in faith and then you just wait to see how the smoke clears whether or not you you're going to have success. You've got to believe. You've got to know that you know that you know. Faith follows a confidence in Christ, a determination, a conviction, a persuasion, a passion. I know that I know. After this miracle, Peter and John begin to teach the people who Jesus was. You know why? Because that lame man came running through the temple. And everybody's got their little program that they're going through, their little rituals in the temple they got their little pigeon doves, and, and they got their sacrifices, and they, they got their bonnets, and they 're going through their prayers ya ya, and in the middle of all of that comes a lame man that they've seen hundreds of times before as they came to the temple. But where they used to see him uh, by the gate beautiful asking for a handout. Now he's running. He's bouncing. He's worshiping. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Thank God he had some passion. Uh, God's going to find some passion. Uh, If we old apostolics just going to get old on the vine uh, and lose our worship,
1: God will raise up another generation of worshipers from somewhere. He's going to have a church uh, that worships him. I don't care if you've been saved 50 years. uh, You ought to still lift your hand if you can. You ought to lift your voice if you can. Once I was blind, but now I see. Once I was sick, but now I'm healed. Once I was lost, but now I'm found. Mm.
0: Passion. Passion. Jesus. He went into the temple worshiping God and all the crowd gathered around I used to always think that it was because of this miracle that 5,000 men were added to the church but that's not what the Bible says it was the miracle that got their attention but the Bible says in Acts 3 that when the people heard the word they believed and the number was about 5,000 men Use the opportunity to preach the Word. It was the speaking in tongues overflowing out of the upper room that got the crowd around. But it was Peter preaching the unequivocal Word of God that 3,000 was added to the church in Acts 2. And then in Acts 3, it's the miracle of the lame man being healed that brings the crowd together. But it's the teaching of the Word. 5,000 men Believed because of the Word. Miracle gets their attention, but it's faith in the Word that caused them to be persuaded. And then when the council questioned them about the miracle, but it was rooted in the fact that 5,000 believed the Word, And they decide to question Peter and John. And once again, Peter does not mince any words. He says this, Be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead. You see, he's got a similar theme that he had in his message in Acts 2. Even by him doth this man stand before you whole. You, you want the, the benefits of the miracles of God without the revelation of who Jesus was he said you better understand they go together Woo. I just felt an unction right there come on now society wants the church to feed the poor society wants the church to, to help those that are in need but guess what goes with that the revelation of who Jesus is when you get the revelation of who Jesus is, He can change you from the inside out. We can feed you natural bread, but you'll get
1: hungry again. But oh, if you partake of this spiritual bread, it's going to change you where you live. It's going to change in the way that you
0: think. God raised Him from the dead. Even by Him, that this man stand before you whole. Jesus Christ is the answer for the ills of our society. And then he says this, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Passion. Persuasion. And the Bible says immediately the council took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. This was the same message, the same tone, the same confidence, the same influence that they thought they got rid of with Jesus. But now they take knowledge that they've been with Jesus. Because the influence won't die. It just keeps multiplying. They first came out with the internet The pornographers tried to hijack it. And now the internet's being used to preach the gospel all over the world. Because the influence of the word keeps multiplying. It said it keeps multiplying over and over and over again. It didn't stop with Jesus. It didn't stop with the apostles. And it didn't even start there. There was something, if you go all the way back, Jesus, Paul, the apostles, influencers, persuaders, but they all got it honestly. Because Paul says in Romans 4, Abraham staggered not at the promises of God, but was strong in faith, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Abraham way back, thousands of years, even before Christ, marched to a different drumbeat because he was fully persuaded that though it doesn't make sense in the natural view I believe that there's a God that's going to make a way for me he's going to illuminate a path and though there's darkness all around that's why they call him the father of the faithful Hebrews 11 says when you read Hebrews 11 it's an accounting of the great men and women of faith in the Old Testament it says in verse 13 of Hebrews 11 these all died in faith Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them. In other words, not only did they have a persuasion and not only did they have passion, but they had a purpose. And that's the third thing you have to have to be an influencer. What's the purpose of the influence? What is it that you're wanting to influence toward? Throughout the Word of God, the influencers were people that influenced with a purpose of salvation. Oh, my friend, when you make up your mind, there is a God that has filled us with power to be a witness, to share the gospel with somebody, to be an influence on someone else's life to make a difference in someone's life you got to sometimes embrace the promise even before you see any actual tangible evidence of it these died in faith not receiving the promise but they saw it afar off and they were persuaded of the promises you got to get persuaded of the promises and say, I've got a promise that God has put in my spirit and I'm not going to leave without it. I'm going to receive the Holy ghost. It's a promise. I'm going to get my healing. It's a promise. I'm going to be blessed. It's a promise. You say, but it doesn't look like there's any evidence that that's going to happen in your life. You say, you know what? I don't have to have evidence of it. I've already seen it in my spirit. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know God is going to make a way. Hallelujah.
1: You say, but you've got to be crazy. To believe that. I know I'm crazy, but if I'm persuaded of it,
0: and it has a spiritual purpose, I can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this life that I'm living is not in vain. It's a life that's worth living. Jesus. Yes Jesus. Would you stand to your feet, lift up your hands and your voice right now? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Jesus I am apostolic
0: I am apostolic in doctrine I am Pentecostal in experience holiness in lifestyle the Lord Jesus Christ is my king
1: the holy bible is my code of conduct Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I've been taught by the Holy Spirit. I've been trained by experience. I've been tried by adversity. And I've been tested by fire. But I'm still here in Jesus' name.
0: I was born in this church... And redeemed for eternity.
1: I will either retire in this church or die in this church. But I will not get out, sell out, be talked out or pushed out. I am faithful, reliable, capable and dependable. And if my God needs me, I'm there. I am apostolic. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, or picked up. I am apostolic. Nobody has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. I am apostolic.
0: I am not a whip. I am in place saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, and
1: building his kingdom. Nobody has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around.
0: I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside, and I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into his church, I had nothing. And if I end up with nothing, I'll still come out even. I'm going to win either way,
1: because my God will supply all my needs. I am more than a conqueror, I will always triumph, I can do all things through Christ. Devils cannot defeat me, people cannot disillusion me, weather cannot weary me, sickness cannot stop me, battles cannot beat me, money cannot buy me, governments cannot silence me, and hell cannot handle me. I am apostolic!
0: And even death cannot defeat me. But when the king calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to a priest. I'm apostolic in the church of the living God. I'm marching, claiming victory. I will not give up, I will not turn around. I am apostle, apostolic, marching, heaven bound,
1: believer in Christ. And here I stand. If you feel that way, why don't you lift your hands? Why don't you lift your voice like a trumpet? And declare your allegiance to the mighty God in Christ. called the Jesus.
2: church would arise so that we would see with Jesus eyes. I made up the
1: mind I made up the mind come on I'm getting to win it in the name of Jesus Jesus Let the
2: Oh right.